104 is switched on and I'm joined by Livia Fahey of Geek Ireland. Hello. Hello, how are you, my dear? Very good. So you're almost up 24 hours. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, my, I'm nearly going cross-eyed at this point. I'm so tired. <laughs> so you spent the entire night watching the Golden Globes last night. How did it go? What was your takeaways from it? My takeaway was it was a lot more shall we say, reserved than we've come to know the Golden Globes for. Like, it, it, this is the award ceremony where they have alcohol being served and people tend to go a little bit OTT with their consumption. So, like, historically, we've had, like, Emma Thompson coming out on stage, like, holding her shoes mm-hmm. and <laughs> presenting an award and, like, these types of things and, you know, ridiculous speeches because the people are just so plastered that they can't get the words out. This year, though, like, there was really none of that. Like, it was all very calm and nearly, like, respectable. Like, one of the funniest moments we had was, like, um, Jennifer Lawrence looking dead into the camera as they were announcing her name for, um, I think it was Best Actress in a Comedy. And she was like, if I don't win, I'm leaving. (laughs) And, like, you had to laugh at that. Like, she's so memeable as Scott. Yeah. And then the minute that it was announced that Emma Stone had won, who's one of her best friends, she immediately like leapt up into the air, like applauding her oh, and was like, it's like a proper cheerleader that you love to see, um, you know, like women supporting women kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Kieran Culkin, you know, saying suck at Pedro because he beat him. Oh, <laughs> no. Beat him to the Golden Globe and poor Pedro Pascal <laughs> sitting there in a sling and there was no real explanation up until afterwards. We were just like, I fell, that's it. There's no story. I just fell. And he painted his nails to say, ouch. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. On the hand as well. You might as um, well lean into it, I think. Something like that. You might as exactly, well. Exactly. <laughs> like, only that man could make a sling look fashionable. Like, yeah. let's face it. Um, but yeah, like that was kind of it. Like I know there was that kind of rumor about um, what was Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift, and oh god, I actually can't remember who the other woman was. And um, but there was the three of them having an absolute gossip about something that had happened, and it was caught on camera. But no one knows what what, what they were about. actually talking mm-hmm. about. But the internet has gone wild with this theory that it, it was has. like. <laughs> Selena had asked Timothy Chalamet for a picture and Kylie Jenner, who was, of course, his girlfriend, she was like, no. <laughs> and that is Ouch. the rumor that the internet is going with, which A, I think is hilarious, but B, I'm like, I just just leave the two of them alone. Like, yeah. they clearly only had eyes for one another. And while I'm sure he probably politely would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll post for a picture. It was just when you see just how, like, all over each well they weren't even all over each other they were just adorably like gazing into each other's eyes for the entire night mm. he probably would have been like yeah I'm, I'm okay with just hanging out with her you know just like I'll catch it. you again yeah like I really like him like I've watched so many interviews with him all about Wonka and him switching from English to French and he's just a dope to watch he is. He's he's an adorable little dork. I yeah, think. Yeah, I love it. So I'm 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 quite quite fond of him as well. But yeah, overall, it was a very very tame ceremony. Like the the host now, Joe. He bless him. He tried. Like that opening monologue was an absolute cringe fest. It was painful to watch. Mm. And he was like, I got this job 10 days ago. What do you want, a perfect monologue? No. Like, I wrote some of these jokes. My team wrote some of these jokes. The ones you're laughing at are the ones that I wrote. So I'm just going to take that as you like me. And oh, you're kind of like, okay, I, I get you. But, you know, yeah. you got to put no. some effort in, man. There's got to be a bit of effort in there. Yeah, like he got better as the night went on. But yeah, the opening monologue was, was very, very cringe. And he openly started slagging off. Now, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen Saltburn yet. Um, but 
you know, you do see Barry Kogan um, fully full frontal nudity kind of thing, and he starts sagging off his penis. And then passed a comment about how um, Ken in the Barbie movie, of course, didn't have a penis. But then he watched Maestro and he found out that it was stuck onto Bradley Cooper's face because of the prosthetic nose. And then also commented that it was that Ken's missing penis was also dancing in Saltburn. Oh, Jabers. Which got like a kind of pity chuckle from the crowd. Yeah, they were <laughs> like, God, you're like, really scraping the barrel there, man. Yeah, they were kind of like, you can move on from all the penis jokes, please. Yeah. And then he moved on to Harry and Meghan. Okay. And he went in on them for a little bit. And one joke I thought was quite funny, which was where he said, it's like, oh, they could get paid millions of dollars for doing absolutely nothing. And that's just from Netflix. And the guy, they even like zoomed in on the guy from Netflix who kind of like, chuckled politely and then he was just like please please just move on it's the, it's the pity laugh it's like oh god I better laugh at this person because like yeah he, he's burning this is going badly for him this it was going good. badly and he passed a comment about how there'll be less um, TV spots of Taylor Swift than there are when she goes to an NFL game and she was mad I saw the photo like, of her face she wasn't happy I don't blame her like, oh, leave the like, girl the, alone the gift is even better because she literally looks like like she's sucking on a sour sweet and then she picks up her, her drink and takes like the, like the snootiest kind of sip <laughs> just the glass and you can just tell she is mad mm. but like and he was asked beforehand is he going to make a Taylor joke and he was like I don't know it depends on how I feel in the moment so clearly he was like well if I'm if I'm thinking I might as well drown yeah I might, I might as well go the whole hog and just go for it but yeah she yeah. wasn't happy at all I, you could see it all over her face she wasn't happy at all but the Irish did pretty well didn't they yeah, on the positive side, you know, Killian Murphy, who I think has been probably one of the most under-celebrated actors of, you know, say our generation, um, finally is getting his getting his flowers. He won Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama for his role as Oppenheimer in the titular role. And, oh my God, like his speech was so funny because, of course, he gets up onto the stage and the first thing out of his mouth is, do I have lipstick all over my nose? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> he made his whole speech with a big red mark on his nose. And you're like, I love that. He was like, screwed. I don't have the time to start trying to wipe it off and I can't see what I'm doing. I might as well continue. And he ended up slagging off Christopher Nolan for having no seats on set for his actors, which has been a big talking point actually in recent weeks. Um he was also like praising his um co stars. He forgot to mention Florence Pugh when he was naming people because I think she was still backstage at the time because she just presented an award. Okay. And I was like, ah no, she you shared probably some of your most difficult scenes with her. Mm-hmm. I would have called her out first, but okay, we'll leave you to it, man. It's a very pressure moment and I yeah. don't think he really expected to win, so you I don't know, know why, because he was amazing in that. Like, he deserves to win it. He is, but, like, uh, you know, he, he just seems like such a humble human being 100%. that he's probably just like, yeah. I don't know, it'll definitely go to someone else. He's very Irish in that way. Exactly. I know, I'm, I'm not that good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, he called all of his fellow nominees legends. He goes, if you're Irish or not, you're all legends, which I thought was, <laughs> was pretty cool. He wasn't just praising his, his brethren. He was like giving praise to everybody involved. 
And um, yeah, and also he got away with saying the word feck as well. And it wasn't until afterwards that they started censoring it oh, no. because they were like, oh, no, he said a bad word. I was like, ah, he didn't really. Not but OK, sure. But go with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love I so, love that he's won. Like, that was amazing. But are these awards kind of a look at what's going to happen now going throughout the award season? Um, they are and they aren't. I find that with the Golden Globes, because they and uh, the Critics' Choice Awards, they tend to have a different voter pool than the SAG Awards and the Academy Awards would. Um, so, like, the SAG Awards is voted for by SAG members. The Academy Awards is voted for by Academy members, mm-hmm. which means they are people who work in the industry, whereas... Historically, the Golden Globes has been the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. The Critics' Choice is, of course, the the critics. So you're not really getting the same people voting um, and looking at things in a similar way. It's one of the reasons why they always talk about nowadays about the the big Oscars kind of popularity contest and how you have to go and schmooze and take time out of your your week, your month to maybe go and do the lunches and go to these parties and schmooze essentially to try and get the votes. And for the Oscars, when you're trying to get your nomination, the people that are Academy members can only vote in the category that they themselves may have been nominated in. So an actor can only vote in the acting categories for the nominations and directors can only vote in the directorial categories, visual effects into visual effects, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But then once all the nominations have gone out, then it's a full voter pool. So you can vote in whatever category you want just for the winner. I do. Yeah. I'm interested that they kind of vote for themselves. Yeah. Which I, which I wasn't aware of. I didn't realise they kind of vote for their own, essentially. Yeah, I think that's... Like, it has often been said that it's just like a pat in the back from your peers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it, it, it really is. And now, like, for the Golden Globes, like, there was no real surprises um, as to who won what. I think maybe the biggest surprise is that Poor Things walked away with... Um, Best Motion Picture, Comedy or Musical over Barbie. Mm-hmm. Barbie actually only walked away with two awards, which, which I think surprised. people were quite surprised yeah. about. But looking at the bigger picture, they weren't the favourites in any other categories except for the two that it won. So mm-hmm. in that sense, like it, it, it walked sense. away with the, with the number yeah. that people kind of assumed it would. Mm-hmm. Um, Oppenheimer winning the five awards. Yeah, you could kind of see why um, Like it was pretty much the favourite and all the ones that it won. Um, but then when you're going to look forward to the SAG Awards, which their nominations are on Wednesday, so they, I think, will be a better indication for the acting categories in the Oscars than what we've seen in the Golden Globes. Because, of course, the Golden Globes are different because they split everything into drama and then musical and comedy, whereas going forward, it's all going to be in, in the one. So instead of us having uh, 12 actors being nominated you're only going to have five. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's a much smaller chance of you getting the nod from here on. Interesting. So the SAG Awards, the nominations are going to be released on Wednesday. Yeah, on the 10th. So it should be around like afternoon time over here. It's usually like godforsaken o'clock in the morning (laughs) in (laughs) LA time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So are we going to expect any surprises or is it going to be kind of standard, do we think? It's difficult to say. Like, I would be like, I do think Killian Murphy's probably a shoe in for both the SAG nominations, 
probably the BAFTA as well, and for the Oscars, um, their nominations are out on the 23rd, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I keep getting confused whether it's the 23rd or the 24th, because the SAG Awards are on the 24th of February. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Oscar nominations are on the 23rd of January. There we go. And then the Oscar ceremony is on March 10th. Okay. Um, so I would say Killian Murphy was probably our most likely shoe-in. Okay. But then whether or not uh, Andrew Scott and Barry Kogan will make the cut or not remains to be seen. I like it's it's such a hotly contested category. It's really difficult. You've also got um, Coleman Domingo for Rustin. He's a mad favourite in the US. Um, you've also got Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, who also won um, at the Golden Globes, but. You know, it's it's hard to say if you win the comedy Golden Globe, you're not necessarily going to get the nomination moving forward. I think Taron Egerton for Rocketman is a great example of that. He was robbed of getting any further nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it is it is difficult to say, but I think come Wednesday, we're going to have a better idea as to who who might get it. But then again, last year, you know, Paul Meskell, I don't know. I think Paul Meskell did get the SAG nomination, and that was a surprise. And then also got the the Oscar nod as a result of that or he didn't get the SAG nom and then did get the Oscar nom and that was a big surprise I can't remember exactly which way it went but there was something that wasn't it didn't kind of coincide yeah. it didn't line so I up. think hmm. I think once when we see the SAG nominations come out that's where we're going to see the surprises and then yeah. the Oscars will be they are more Similar. likely to follow suit Okay, well, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll definitely have you back because I'm sure we'll have more to chat about Olivia Fahey of Geek Ireland. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure.